Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to episode 96 of Sports Yak. Hi, my name's Corey Mann. To my left, Chuck Freebie. Let's rock. It is the Cortez Kennedy episode. Episode number 96. The former defensive lineman, first of all, for the Miami Hurricanes, and then longtime defensive tackle for the Seattle Seahawks. There are some who believe he may be the greatest ever to wear the Seahawk uniform. I find myself starting to get more and more tense and nervous about when we get to 100, what we're going to do. Have you put thought into that? No, because that would require thought okay. on my part. <laughs> oh, do we have a Friday exclusive for you as we go one-on-one-on-one on one on one with a NFL mascot in the flesh? This is going to be exciting. We have never had an NFL mascot on our show. Of course, we've only had 96 shows, but nevertheless, I think you found it compelling, interesting, fascinating, entertaining, all those things. All those things. But first, let's catch up with what happened on Thursday in the world of sports. All right. Let's start PGA Championship. I know that's not something we talk about a lot on this show, but it is one of golf's majors going on. Brooks Kepka. Big strapping young man, shot a 63, a course record up at Bethpage Black, seven under par, that's par 70 course. He is one stroke ahead of Danny Lee, a guy that I've never heard of before, uh, nine strokes ahead of Tiger Woods, and uh, Lee and Kepka were four strokes ahead of anybody else. So third place guy was minus three. Kepka's just a big, strong guy, but he's got a nice touch on the greens, and he's he and his game are perfect for that course. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he defended his PGA Championship title. Hockey, Bruins eliminate Carolina four zips, so they're sitting and waiting for the Stanley Cup Finals. They'll play the winner of San Jose and St. Louis. Sharks lead that series two games to one, game four tonight. Basketball, Golden State got 37 from Steph Curry. They lead Portland two games to none. Home team has won every game in that series. We'll see if Milwaukee can defend home court tonight. They rallied the other night, beat Toronto in game one of that series. I would look for Golden State and Milwaukee to be in the NBA Finals. Baseball Cubs have not played well the last two nights. Uh, they lose to the Reds by a count of four to two. First time they've lost a series in the last nine, so they go to Washington this weekend. White Sox opened up a series with Toronto last night, winning 4-2. Boy, the Tigers pitching has been awful this week. They lose to the A's by a count of 17-3. Notre Dame lost to Boston College 10-1. So the Irish now guarantee that they will have a losing regular season. And the Irish softball team opens up tonight against Wisconsin. What's interesting there is Wisconsin has an outfielder by the name of Kelly Welsh who grew up going to St. Joe High School. 
so she gets the chance to play against the hometown team tonight down in Norman, Oklahoma. High school scene, uh, boys track sectionals last night. Penn gets the upper hand on Mishawaka, wins that sectional. Plymouth wins its own sectional. Goshen sectional will close up tonight because they had some storms roll through, so they've still got a couple events. But Elkhart Memorial would appear to be the favorite to win that sectional. And then tennis sectionals round up the usual suspects. Penn, Concord, St. Joe, they they win all the time, and they won again last night. I know this is episode 96, but if I've heard the math right, 99 days until college football kickoff. 99 days till college football kickoff and uh, 98 now until high school football kickoff. You excited? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm always excited for a good season of football. And uh, Notre Dame announcing yesterday that their game against Louisville will be played. We already knew it was going to be played on Labor Day. We now know it's going to be a night game on ESPN in primetime. That shouldn't surprise anybody. 8 o'clock kickoff for the Irish and the Cardinals in the season opener. First time Notre Dame will have played on Labor Day night since 1975 when Dan Devine made his Irish debut against Boston College. This is episode 96, so coming up in a few moments, what favorite song, Is There Such a Thing, from the year 1996? (laughs) Chuck, why don't you introduce us to our next guest? You may remember him on the Pulse FM Jumpstart as the ambassador of downtown South Bend, the man that would come in and tell us what events were going on in South Bend. Apparently, that wasn't challenging enough for him. So a young man who started his career at Holy Cross College as the legendary Basil the St. Bernard, or Basil if you prefer, either one. He was a St. Bernard mascot at Holy Cross College. He is now the new man inside the head of the Baltimore Ravens. Please put your hands together for Mr. Mike Franz. I'm putting my hands together. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. I love that intro, by the way. You're not going to get that intro anywhere else you go. No, not at all. Not at all. Take us back to, let's start with, is it Cecil? Basil. Basil, sorry. It I was, was going to say, you got to get the name right here. You, you go to Holy Cross. You, you You're going to be a student there. Did someone pull you aside and say, you're mascot material, or did you go, you know what, I want some extracurricular activities in my life? So this goes back to my high school career, or lack thereof, in football. Um, I played on the football team for two years. Well, I was on the team for two years, rode the bench, um, but I still wanted to be involved in sports, and after my senior season, I saw that our high school, we had a mascot costume, but nobody was doing it. So I'm like, you know what? Might as well. I'm not doing anything else. And the mascot was a... We were the Squires. So I was, I'm not sure the actual definition of a Squire. I believe it's a knight in training. That's how I perceive okay. it as. Yeah. Um, but I instantly fell in love with it. And I knew that one semester of high school was not enough for it. So I immediately started reaching out to each of the colleges I applied to, asking if they had a mascot and if not, if I could be their mascot. And Holy Cross was one of the schools that did not. I knew that going in, um, but I immediately received an email after I asked them if they had one or if they were interested in getting one that I would be willing to do it. Um, They immediately emailed me back saying, you know what, we thought about having a mascot, but we never had the student who was willing and able to do it. And I said, well, I'm your guy. So that's kind of how I stumbled upon being Basil the St. Bernard, um, and I guess you could say the rest is history. So when you do that, I mean, who wrote you back? Who said, 
yeah, okay, we'll we'll do this. So it was Sherry Raven. Uh, she worked in the Holy Cross Missions office there for many Hang years. Hang on a second. Raven, how prophetic. Actually, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. That's wow, I didn't even think story. about that. Is a really, <laughs> that really ties up the loose ends there. Um, but yeah, she emailed me back saying, um, you know, we always thought about having a mascot here at Holy Cross, but again, never really thought that any student was really wanting or willing to do it. And I said, well, I am that student, so... And, and I'm sorry that this is looping around in circles, but quite frankly, that's what this show often does. Anyway, so in high school, okay, you did it for a semester. What was it about being the squire and being in this costume that appealed to you? I guess it was just being a character. Like, I don't know. I think when I'm not in costume, I, I think you guys can say I'm fairly reserved, uh, not too too crazy or outgoing but once i get in that costume it is like i turn into a different person it's like a superhero complex i guess you could say um i'm not calling myself clark kent but you know of mascots i kind of am uh so yeah just being in that costume it was really cool to kind of turn into a different person for two three hours however long a game was and really kind of take on that different being i googled the mascot while you were talking is this an outfit they had waiting for you or did you kind of help concoct what i'm looking at here is this actually you that is me right there uh at a hockey game too and i'm surprised they didn't ask me to be on the team because it looks like i got a wicked slap shot waiting um but they actually bought the costume during the summer before i came uh my freshman year so they had it waiting for me but they hadn't ordered it until i reached out saying do you guys have a mascot because i'm really interested in doing that in college um, so yeah, they had it waiting for me. Uh, I think one person wore it before me for freshman orientation. Um, but after that, that was, that was all me. So now you had the benefit of a fresh costume because I did this once for a Chuck's challenge. I was, uh, Covey back when the, uh, South Bend White Sox had a mascot for Kovaleski stadium and he was Covey. And one of the things that I remember about that two things number one the head is heavy it's it's a heavy head that the mascot wears and number two that thing had a stench to it that (laughs) it took me a week to get out of my nostrils uh you know febreze was invented for a reason uh definitely sprayed him down a lot of times i know dogs don't really like baths um but basil had to hit the Hit the bath a couple times there. Go to the dry cleaners as many times as possible. But, yes, the mascot head is not a light thing at all. Uh, As you can tell in that picture, Basil has a fairly large noggin. Um, But, yeah, the costume, it definitely created a very unique scent, if I could put it poetically. You know, Mike, I've got another podcast where I interview very specific people, and I went head-to-head with the San Diego chicken. So I know my way around mascot talk. Can you take us inside this costume? We'll we'll Instagram it, we'll tweet it, but what's it like wearing that for a couple of hours? Get us inside. Let us know what you're feeling physically and mentally. Um, so right away, when you get inside the Basil of the St. Bernard costume, got a lot of energy. You're ready to go. You're not too sweaty. Um, but, you know, sometimes when that happens, the momentum, the energy, the adrenaline's pumping. And you get a little carried away. You do a little too many dance moves, and you start sweating a little too much. What are you wearing? Um, underneath, I am wearing clothes. I am wearing, uh, you know, just athletic shorts, T-shirt, try to keep it light. Okay. Um, 
try to keep the keep the heat down as much as possible. But, you know, like I said, you can get carried away and you start sweating way too much too early. And, you know, with mascotting, it's a marathon, not a sprint. you got to take your time with it. I like that you have the tongue hanging out to give you a sense of, I am a dog, I'm sweating, I need to take a break. Exactly, I yes. I love that. Yeah, I think with the tongue out, you can definitely tell that even if I'm not really tired, just get, give me a break here because eventually I will be tired. Now you've got different constituencies as a mascot. Obviously, the little kids love it. I mean, they want to come up, they want to be participating with you. Then you have probably your peer group there who may know it's you, some might not know it's you. They're probably tolerant somewhat of Basil. And I get the feeling inside the costume, Basil is probably one to hit on good-looking women. You know, at Holy Cross College, we were a Catholic institution, so I didn't try to do that too much. Um but yes, you're right. The kids loved it. Uh, my peers were ones who, they would be the ones that would try to mess around with me the most. Um, I don't want to name too many names, but Patrick Dirksen, Drew Moore, uh, two former Holy Cross standouts on the basketball program. Uh, those were two of the guys that would really try to, you know, egg me on and mess with me, pull my tail, do whatever they can to just, you know, throw me off my groove. Um, but yeah, you know, regarding the women folk, you know, Basil was, you know, he was a gentleman. He wasn't you know, he would do things the honorable way. He'd say hi to you, shake your hand, take a picture. Um, but again, the tongue is out, so you know, so you know what I mean. I had some friends that interned at Great America in high school, and they got to be the famous Warner Brother cartoon characters: Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Elmer Fudd. They came back one summer with some very interesting photos. Ever have any interesting photos as Basil? Interesting photos. I might have. But I wouldn't know it because, as you can tell in the picture, my visibility was just through the mouth. Yes. So I had, it was very short sight, so I couldn't see anything. So Let me re-ask that question, Okay, Mike. go for it. Ever invited to any parties as the mascot? The questions have been asked, but I always said no because that would just not bode well for anybody, mm-hmm. especially, especially Basil. Isn't that one of those cool root beer barrel mugs underneath your uh or what is that that cross thing you know it is as a saint bernard you know he had the medicine bag right underneath uh i did eventually get rid of that my freshman year because people kept asking me if there was any type of liquid inside of that and i you know had to just bark no yeah um so just to clear up anything i just kind of got rid of that uh eventually that's the other thing it's not a speaking part this is all pantomime as basil right Yes, so I would bark sometimes, but again, I'm not too great of, uh, I don't know what you would even call that. Um, I'm just not good at barking, so it would be it would be very rare that you would hear me bark. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's all pantomime, uh, just hand motions, clapping, and just trying to, if there was a whiteboard near it, I could try to write something down, but yeah, I'll, I'll use my hands and body motions. I... Uh, let's fast forward. You, you come into the studio. You help us out with downtown South Bend. You let us know what's hot, what's not. Then I read on the Facebook machine, you're moving back home, which is fine. I, I thought we were friends. I thought I'd get a phone call. I read about it there. But I, I must say, one of the most exciting Facebook updates I've ever read is the day you announced I'm going to be on the sidelines as the Baltimore Raven. So it was... 
honestly, it was unbelievable that I was even asked to be one of the Baltimore Ravens mascots because we actually do have several. Oh, um, yes. So I'm not the main one. Uh, but fortunately enough, I was asked to be one of the backup mascots. We have three backups uh, and one main performer. He's a full-time position. He's been there several years, and he does an outstanding job. And honestly, he's kind of like coach, mentor to me, whatever you want to say. You know, he really does give us great tips. Um, so for me, it was an awesome experience because not only with this position was I able to um, be involved in the community because that, those are the main events that I'll be doing throughout the Baltimore, uh, Maryland, and general community. Um, being involved in the community, but also just representing the Ravens every time I step out there um, and perform. So it was an unbelievable honor, but one that I was shocked that I received. So how did this come about? Did you try out for the position? I mean, you supposedly had a respectable job in the community, uh, working for a business, doing internal communications. How did this all happen? Yes, so I actually reached out to the main mascot before I even left South Bend. Uh, once I got the job uh, where I work at Tesco Technologies, um, I actually reached out to the Ravens saying, hey, I used to mascot in college, uh, sent them a couple videos, you know, my highlight reel, as you were, um, and just asked if there were any possibilities for openings and backups. Um, I received a couple emails back and forth uh, between me and the main mascot, Brandon, and Finally, about two months into me moving back, we finally had to sit down and basically I just picked his brain, just figured out what it's like to be an NFL mascot, what's the process, if there ever were, were an opening. Um, and he really just kind of sat me down, just told me everything, everything there is about the Ravens mascot, you know, the process of, you know, getting hired, the tryout process. Um, so that was last summer. And then fast forward to, um, it was back in February, right after the Super Bowl. They had an opening for a backup mascot, and I think that was the fastest application that I've ever filled out in my life. Fastest application I've ever filled out in my life. Um, so it was a two-part process. There was an interview um, and then a trial as well. I don't want to get too much into the trial, but it was as unique of a trial as you could possibly get in a job interview, for sure. I'm reading some stats here. Is it Poe? Is it, it is Poe, yes. Um. Are, As how, in how, Edgar Allan Poe, the Raven. How tall are you? How tall are you? I think I'm 5'10 you're on taller, a good day. Yeah. I'm taller than that? Oh, I don't know. Like requirements. Do they say, hey, got to be six foot or five, you know, something? No. Suppose fairly shorter. Um, okay. So that kind of worked out well for me. Um, you don't want Poe to be, you know, way too tall to, you know, be a beanstalk or you don't want him to be too short either. So, you know, I feel like I fit right in his right in his wheelhouse there. But, yeah, he definitely has some great stats for sure. I'm guessing there's probably a laundry list of rules. When you got the costume on, here's what's going down. Give me the big three rules that kind of surprised you if you're going to be wearing that costume. Uh, Big three rules that surprised me. I don't know if any really surprised me, but the big ones were uh, can never be seen without you know the Poe head on, of course because you don't want to reveal the identity at all. Um, shoot, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Well, how, there how were, there big, were a lot of rules. How about, big, how about the big three rules? Never be seen without the head. Yep. Um, never, I'm trying to think. I don't want to reveal too much. Uh, never go to parties in the Poe costume, of course. Okay. Don't want to do that. Um, you know, I don't know if I want to... How about picking re- fights with another mascot? Well, as long as you win. Uh, I've, I'm just kidding. I've never, 
I've actually never gotten into a fight as a mascot, funny enough. I've gotten into some tussles. Um, security had to get involved, but I don't think there was ever a full-out brawl. Um, but, yeah, definitely don't want to don't want to get into a fight. want to represent the Ravens as best I can. Are you there on game day for a backup um, quarter? Are you called into, or are you strictly right now community guy? So right now I'm in the community. They do have a backup that walks around uh, with the main mascot um, just because, you know, during game days you might be asked to be in the stadium but also out in the tailgate area as well. Sure. Um, so they want you in different locations at once. Uh, so there might be a chance uh, that I could, you know, come into that role eventually but right now i'm strictly a community guy but i'm absolutely loving it i've ha- i've done i think six events so far and it's been great do you do any re- i think the ravens have either cheerleaders or some sort of dance troupe with the team do you do any routines with choreography them? choreography well i do have some great dance moves i will say that was one of my big things uh during the tryout i tried to show uh it's actually not that great but for mascots it's pretty good because uh, you want to be funny and like, oh, that guy thinks he can dance. What's your go-to song, Mike? If it's going to come on in the stadium, hmm. it's po time, it's go time. Yeah. What song needs to be played? You know, I would go with JT, Can't Stop the Feeling. Uh, you know, that just, I just go crazy for that song. That's just why, if if I'm in a costume or not, I could be in the grocery store and hear that song and I'll just start dancing like crazy. That That's a joke. I wouldn't actually start dancing. In my head, I would, but... Yeah, you- yeah, I probably would. I would love for you to to dip back in time with the group The Time. You ever heard of them? A song called The Bird. You remember that, Chuck Freebie? Is that, also Jungle Love. They is that The that Bird song? is the Word? Is that that song? No, that's even older. That's this, even this older. This is more uh, 80s Prince type stuff. I don't recall it, no. Look it up. Okay. I think you, it might be helpful to you. Would it suit you. well for me? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. It's, it's wing worthy. Oh, it's How wing about, worthy? Yes. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll have to check that out. Uh, but, yeah, we do have cheerleaders uh, and dance team. I've been at some events so far, um, but I haven't been asked to do any choreography with them. I would love to. I think that would be a great performance, um, one that would be talked about probably on national news. Uh, Can I pass along some advice? Go for it. Dance for the job you want, not for the job you have. Okay. Do you know All what right. I mean? I, th- I think I got it. Have I think- it ready. Yeah. And when it's Poe time. It's go time. Oh, trust me. After after the my eight to five, you know, it's it's hardcore training. We got you know boy bands playing. You know, I'm practicing waving, taking pictures, all of that. So I'm ready. Don't you worry. Now I'm not trying to get you in trouble with your employer here, but I do know you are a huge Baltimore Orioles fan. If the Orioles came to you and they said we want you to be the Baltimore Oriole mascot. Would you leave the Ravens? You know, I can't say I would uh, for multiple reasons. (laughs) And I'll just hit a couple of them right off the bat. Uh, One, I I believe I am a way bigger Ravens fan uh, than I am Orioles fan. Um, Love football, and especially the Ravens. Grew up with them, watching them. Um, And two, I mean, the Orioles. Sometimes it's just it's a little tough to watch. It really is. You know, Chris Davis, he's on the up and up. He's going to be an all-star this year, I believe. Um, Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini, you know, South Bend product, went to Notre Dame. Um, but, you know, other than that, I, I don't think I can name you probably three more players on the active roster right now. So it's a process, though. As Pat Dirksen at Holy Cross once said, it's a process. We're building. 
Um, maybe in a few years, maybe that'll change. But, you know, right now it's it's not looking too good for the guys in orange and black. I've enjoyed every single moment of this. Oh, this has been delightful. In, in fact, to the point of where he, like, he won't tell us certain things, almost wanting us to want more. Oh, absolutely. I love that about him. Uh, favorite current Raven? Favorite current Raven. All right, now we're getting into some good questions here. Um, what the heck have we been doing until this? My well, gosh. no, those were those were setups. This is like the home run hitter here. You're sitting next to a Hall of Famer, boy. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. Uh, favorite current Raven? It, I got, this is a cop-out, but it's got to be a tie. One is Justin Tucker, the kicker, just because that dude is accurate as ever, and he's got a heck of a voice. If you ever go on YouTube and watch him sing an opera, like, that guy can sing. Um, and two, it's got to be Lamar Jackson. I mean, I know people say he can't throw. He's only a runner. People are going to figure him out. But, man, that guy was electric, and I'm really excited to see what he does this season. Miles Boykin would like to have a word with you. Well, I was actually really excited for Miles Boykin to be a Raven. Uh, watched him throughout his career here at Notre Dame, and – you know, I was honestly shocked that he fell to us in the third round. Um, when we traded up, I f- had a feeling it was going to be him. Um, but, you know, between him and then Hollywood Brown now, I think they're two different sizes as receiver, one big and strong, the other one quick and f- uh, a little bit smaller. Um, I think they complement each other well, and I'm really excited to see what this offense looks like. Follow-up question, are you allowed to ask auditor- uh, for autographs from these players? Uh, no, I would not ask that Uh that was one of the, you know, another one of those rules that, you know, you don't want to bother the players too much yeah. if you're at an event with them. Uh, they're there to, you know, participate, interact with the fans, so you don't want to do that. Uh, it is cool to interact with some of the players. I have done that uh, one of the events that I was at, um, a 5K to support um, fight against ALS, the Brigance Brigade 5K. And, you know, I was able to interact with some, some players, some former players, Tom Zibikowski, former Notre Dame great. Uh, he was there on hand, uh, so it was really cool to interact with them. But yeah, you don't want to you don't want to fangirl too much. I was inside, but you know I didn't want to show. I wanted to keep keep Stays it cool. inside. Exactly, exactly. Okay. So you've done some events already. What what has been your favorite moment so far as the Raven? Man, uh, well, my first ever event was very cool. Uh, it was the Special Olympics. Uh, inspirational walk. So being able to interact with the athletes there was an unbelievable experience. Being able to just, you know, be a part of that day and interact with them and kind of have a positive impact, even for, for a small bit of taking a photo with them or giving them a high five and seeing the, you know, the smiles on their faces was awesome. Um, and then the other event that I just talked about, the Brigance Brigade 5K, uh, former Raven player played on the 2000 Super Bowl team, OJ Brigance. Uh, was diagnosed with ALS, uh, I believe, back in 2007, 2008. Um, and he formed this organization, uh, the Brigance Brigade. And every year they have a 5K to raise money um, to find a cure uh, for research and find a cure for uh, ALS. And just being able to be there and you know interact with his wife and actually meet him and just see the smile on his face after he's been battling this for so long and seeing that he still has a smile on his face was really inspirational. It was awesome. As a Raven... Who do you hate the most, the Steelers, the Browns, or those carpetbaggers, the Colts? Oof. Can I say all the above? Uh, you can. You can. <laughs> let's go with all the above, but if I had to order them, 
I would say Steelers first, just because that rivalry, I feel like, is uh, it's it almost kind of reminds me of the Michigan Notre Dame rivalry, where it doesn't matter what else is happening during that season. That both teams could be, you know, oh, and fifteen, but for those that one game, it's like the Super Bowl. You have to win that one game, no matter what else you do during that season. It's that one game. Two, I would say the Colts, just because of the history of them leaving. I'm sorry if you guys are Colts fans, but uh, you know, just it still rubs people the wrong way in Baltimore when you talk about the Colts, um, especially when they take credit for Johnny Unitas because that's just a whole conversation for another day. Um, and then third is the Browns, just because you know I felt bad for the Browns, but now they're just acting like they're Super Bowl Super Bowl favorites, and I feel like you can't say that until you have a winning season. That's that's my opinion. This has been wonderful. I have I have one more, and I think we can sum it up with this. On Fridays, we have Sportscaster Camp because I think Chuck should start to give back with the skills and talents he's had. Let's go to Mascot Camp. There's a little Mike listening right now, little 12-year-old in his room. Maybe he's got the yak on. Maybe he's listening in Dad's car. He's a real weird kid. Yeah, and you know what? He's thinking about maybe I could be a mascot someday. Give him some advice. Give little Mike some advice to help him with his next step. Well, little Mikey, if you're listening, um, I'll I'll say three things. One, it doesn't matter how bad your dance moves are. When you get in that mascot costume, you will look like the coolest guy in school. Two, be respectful, you know, to the women folk. You know, you don't want to abuse your powers as mascot. Um, and three, if you can hit a half court shot, you will make it onto People Magazine's website. That's all I'm gonna say. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. This is Jimmy Shorts. That's gone. Sports Yak! I tell you what, I love this podcast. I love you, but this has been... The hardest thing for me to maneuver through, finding songs that I like from the 90s. I know you loathe the decade. I loathe them, Chuck Freebie. Even in the world of rock, I question some of those songs. You you made the comment early on in this show that the 90s was the worst decade of music. And in the back of my head, I thought, hmm, there's something to talk about when we get to the 90s episodes. <laughs> I, uh, I stared at a couple of songs... Hey boy. You know what? You first today. You first. I, I'm going to go country again. Um, Nothing wrong with that. This was the year that my oldest daughter was born, the princess, Mary Freebie, and she is a huge Martina McBride fan, and I think one reason is because we started listening to Martina McBride quite a bit, and I will go, She had a she had a hit this year. In fact, I think it hit number one on the country charts with a song called Wild Angels. And, uh, and again, it shows off her vocal stylings, I think, really, really well. And uh, it makes me think about my daughter Mary every time I hear this song.
This was the year that the freebies went from two kids to three. Therefore, we went from man to man to zone. And we've been in zone ever since. Martina McBride has come up many times in our musical conversations. Yeah. You and Diane get a chance to go backstage and meet one Martina McBride. What would the conversation be like? What What thank, would you ask? What I, would you? I would say thank you for having provided a soundtrack to our parenting. Yeah. To our marriage. Because really, that's when we started discovering her was shortly after we got married. And while raising these wild angels that we have... She says something pretty nice, and she go, "Do you have a favorite song of all time?" Oh gosh, uh, this would be one of them. Uh, I love her. Independence Day yes. is another one where she can really belt it out. Uh, My baby loves me just the way that I am. I think we had that as a as a favorite song one year. Mm-hmm. This one's gonna be bittersweet for me. So, 1996, Van Halen with Sammy Hagar has come to the end of its run. Okay. These guys hate each other, hate each other, uh, because there was a, a greatest hits package put out, and the Van Halen brothers went and worked with David Lee Roth on two songs for the package. Didn't tell Sammy about it, so they grab us. Remember the movie Twister? Yeah, uh, about tornadoes. Mm-hmm. Van Halen did a couple songs about that, and this would be the last song uh, that Sammy and Van Halen would do together. And if you watch the video, and I read multiple interviews after this, they hated each other. There is a tension in the music video. Wow. You can see of just like, oh, they're just pissed at each other. But the song's pretty cool. <laughs> That's the part. It's, I love hearing the song. I've had this like on a workout playlist, one of my bike riding playlists, a lawn mowing playlist. I mean, I love this song. But there, but the story behind it is so like painfully like, mm-hmm. oh, because that was my favorite Van Halen lineup. So I'm gonna go with 1996. Humans being, you ever heard this one? I'm not sure that I have. Oh, I like this open. Listen to how mad he sounds. When he starts singing. I feel really good about this episode, Chuck. I feel like if they were to hand out podcast awards, we might win one on this particular episode. Well, uh, does Bruce Dumont handle this, or do we send it off? <laughs> do we send it off to his son, Chelsea? Little, ben, little Benny Dumont. <laughs> oh, thanks for listening. You can always email us at thesportsyak with two Ks at gmail.com. on Twitter, sportsyak with two Ks. You can follow Chuck at forty six sports. Until next time, yaksters. Ooga looga. This is the Sports Yak Podcast. The following has been brought to you by Rabbit Wigs and the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You've been listening to Sports Yak, all sports information. All that you've just been heard has been copywritten. Don't steal any of this stuff. This is Jimmy Shorts. That's good.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.